9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome to Pat on the Mat, episode 2, where Pat LaPrade joins Walter and I to talk all things wrestling. This week, we talk about Undertaker's retirement match. We talk about the infamous House of Horrors match, the Hardys return. We talk about upcoming WWE pay-per-views. We talk about NXT Chicago. We talk about what's been going on on the indie scene. We talk about what's been going on in the Quebec wrestling scene, all with Pat LaPrade. If you want more from Pat Lepred, visit Lit.com if you're interested in reading his articles in French or QuebecWrestling.ca and be sure to check out all of his books that are available for sale wherever books are sold online and in some stores, obviously. Pat on the Mat, episode 2, starting right now. Yo, Walter, wrestle guys did it and write some stuff. This is the new theme song. Dun, 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 Roman Reigns. you know the guy who goes to Hooters. Pat on the mat, episode two. <laughs> <laughs> we did Sorry, it, I, you I guys. Was... We're not. We're 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 gonna miss our our initial goal of monthly by like two days. Yeah, because of some recording. Uh, I just want to say I had rescheduled. way more of I am a real. Wrestling journalist. I am a Write the stories journalist. for every man. <laughs> that's Pat the Pat That's, that's theme the Pat LaPrade. <laughs> I am a real wrestling journalist. That's did you, did you, this is vaguely actual wrestling news. As opposed to what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear Xavier Woods, uh, singing, singing Dean Ambrose's theme song? No. See, so uh, on, uh, Up Up Down Down or whatever, he was, or I think I saw on his gaming channel, it wasn't even Up Up Down Down. He was playing Austin Creed going against Dean Ambrose, but then he sang Dean Ambrose theme song and he's like, Jeans I'm burnt leather jacket, leather jacket, leather jacket <laughs> and just like going it's like but it just like during the guitar whale the like jeans so I was like the best. And it's just it's super weird if you can find the clip. Look it up. It's like it's Xavier Woods with like a hoodie up zipped almost up to his face. Like it's <laughs> just all sorts of fun. We're back with Pat of Pride. Yeah. Uh, How you doing, Pat? Very good. Very good, you guys. I realize I'm doing great. I realize that the last wrestling kind of sucks. <laughs> I was going. Whoa, the it wrestling depends, you're depends, watching, but they had the only wrestling. Yeah, the, the one, the one shitty wrestling thing I'm watching. Like, well, when we last left the show, we were all speculating about a particular match, which happened obviously in the interim, which was the House of Horrors. That's when wrestling died. That was the day. The day <laughs> wrestling died. How did you feel about House of Horrors, Pat? I'm interested to know your... <laughs> I mean, if you could see my face right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was what we really expected, right? I mean, nobody really expected that to be anything from good to great. You know, it was just... But God forbid they could have just done a fucking boiler room brawl. Why oh, couldn't yeah. they have just I mean, like you I know mean, that that two part thing? I mean, with the fucking limo, <laughs> it, it just didn't Take me didn't to the do arena it for driver. me. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was just a dumb idea, you know. And I mean, okay, I I, I, I mean, I don't mind about trying new things, yeah. Uh, but you know, this, you know, uh, I mean, there's other <laughs> things they could try besides this. Well, can the, I thing, think? the thing that uh, I watching the House of Horrors, it made me immediately. Think of the uh, the other straight to video DVD release of the New Day invading the Wyatt compound, 
which is oh, yeah. it's like it was very very similar and I don't It was think a little bit better. It wasn't but not by much. Not by much. And it just Something about it, and like obviously, which immediately draws comparison to what the Hardys. I think well, they were capitalizing on that at at that point. But there's like the WWE seems to kind of miss the point that those things need to be like if we're gonna cut away and a show fans in a live venue a bit thing on a big screen, it needs to be like absolutely bonkers. Oh yeah, you need to have people being like super engaged, and it needs to be so over the top. But this look was like almost a straight, like quote unquote hardcore match in a house. And nothing much happened. So Plain like, and simple, it sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like, mean, it wouldn't have even been a great match. Like, you know? No, like, no, no, like exactly, like exactly. Spots, even, no, I mean, even with all the time in the world to, like, set up the cameras and have, like, there were no super good spots. Like, nothing looked insane. They didn't really mm. capitalize on the fact that they could, like, edit. I mean, other than the, I guess, the fridge the, the fridge, which was, I thought was that was my favorite spot of the match was the fridge was the fridge the fridge uh, yeah, spot. If you have to have a favorite <laughs> fridge spot, spot. yeah, the it's fridge a classic spot fridge spot. You just gotta have a fridge spot every you, match. You, you didn't, you didn't like break when, out the fridge. You didn't like when he turned the the, the house red. <laughs> it was blue. Then he put his hand up. Then it turned red. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and as like the flip side of that is like we had tag team Apocalypto where they were throwing people into volcanoes, and I'm like that's something that you can like if you were watching on a big screen in an arena, you'd be like, okay, I'm engaged because what's going on on the but screen. Even when Randy initially shit. burnt down Bray's house, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was yeah. cool. I, th- I was all right with that. That was yeah. fine. <laughs> but but I mean I mean then, you know that the 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 house of ours and and what they did at Mania with the bugs you know on, 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 <laughs> Jesus on, Christ yeah man. I mean it's so tacky th- well, this is so silly twenty seventeen right? yeah is like is what can they do to fix Bray Wyatt like that's like my biggest problem I guess with the the entire the execution of everything around Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt is I'm like how do you as recover Bray Wyatt as a character. You're like, you gave the guy his less special effects. They should like rely more on the, like the supernatural aspect of his character and more like on like sort of like the cult leader aspect right. of his character. Or, I mean like you, if you're like undertaker, when he entered a casket match, didn't need the, like an assist from multiple superstars. <laughs> like, like, you know, like this is Bray Wyatt's, I guess, signature match. Supposedly, right? Like, I mean, like, the way it was kind of I built. I guess it is, yeah. Like, like, it's his, like, you're like, this is his signature match. It's his home turf advantage. And he throws a fridge at Randy Orton, but Randy Orton can somehow teleport to the ring, hit him with an RKO, and he still needs an assist to, like, get it over. And I was like, how do you recover Bray Wyatt as a... He's Because suppo- he's supposed to be, if you read, like, the dirt sheets and whatever, in Vince's mind, the next Undertaker, right? Like... But yeah. I don't think they're booking him that way. <laughs> no, and and I think they're they're going too strong on on whatever magical powers he has. Yeah. He has, you know. And and I would I would probably uh, I don't know I would I would probably go backward with him and you know bring him back to what he was when he first came to yeah. the main roster with with just you know. A few allies, you know, maybe like a guy bro- from the woods. Maybe, 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 like... maybe bringing his own brother yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to I mean, the family. The, you know what I mean? What and and and, uh, and and he's a good talker, but sometimes he just go. So I mean, you don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. You know. So, but he's a good talker. So I mean, there's a way I think to find a middle ground be- between what they're you know they, they made him do. You know, for the past 
two months yeah. and you know what it was at the beginning you know yeah. there's something well, I, was, I was like and i mean i was so upset i guess when uh when bray wyatt debuted and then immediately like called out finn because in my head i was like okay he's gonna move shows it was a good chance to like my like fantasy booking for bray wyatt was for him to like jump ship and then like literally like terrorize the mid card like just have like feud after feud winning don't put him up against the like the top stars, whatever, because he's gonna probably have to like eat the losses because he's he's the heel and like he's the supernatural guy who they can overcome. But if he had just like terrorized the mid card for a while, just like one after the other, picking them off, I would have been like reinvested in Bray Wyatt the yeah. villain. And and I mean yeah, because I mean but, like he's gonna uh, lose. To remember, Ballard, remember you know? how cool was it when you know. Uh, he had that angle, uh, it was with Daniel Bryan, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, or was it Bryan or John Cena when, you know, everybody, uh, all the children had, yeah, uh, sheet, no, that, was sheet Cena. Mask. that was Cena. That was Cena, right? But the Daniel Bryan angle was leading great. up, like, leading where up. Yeah. Cast, it cast doubt in Bryan as exactly. to whether or not Bryan could exactly. beat him. Exactly. You know? like, and, and even his that, you know, when he teamed with Randy Orton. Yeah. That was, that, that part was, was, you know. Yeah, it, the team it, up was good. Cool. The team up was good. Uh, and, um, so I mean, there's ways, to book Wyatt so, you know, people will like what they actually see from yeah. him. But this is really not the way of, of, of uh, I mean, I, mean, I don't just, think. He just needs to win sometimes. Yeah, and, and, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like... th- and, and we talked about that last time, guys, because at Mania, he had he had all those special effects and he still lost the match. Yeah, he's an if RKO you, and he loses. If you want to book him like Undertaker, yeah. well, Undertaker's magical powers actually worked for him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he was kicking out. I mean, he was like just 10. Ending up, and at the end he would win the match, you yeah. know, or or is is uh, the 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 how do you call this the uh, the urn, yeah. the yeah. urn, yeah. the urn, you know, it, it, it give him some some you know some more powers, yeah. and he was winning those matches, you know. So yeah. if you want to book him like Undertaker, well, you know, put him over. Don't don't yeah. give him all those magical powers. There's and literally no lose. point. There's no well, point I mean, to magical no powers. Point if they don't help you win. There's no yeah, point exactly. of having magical yeah. powers if you're they don't the help you win. The exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, you're like you have a regular guy. It looked pretty act. cool though, man. You, you become the 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 uh, coyote of the road runner thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. you have all those magical powers, but you always lose at the end. You're, you're dangerously, I mean, dangerously close to becoming uh, what's his name? Why did I blank? Boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like you're, you're getting close to turning Bray Wyatt into the boogeyman. Basically. Yeah. Uh, but but Bray is not sixty five years old. No, you know, that's that's true. the boogeyman is not sixty five. <laughs> oh yes, he is sixty five. <laughs> sure, he is. You think he's sixty five? He, he lied on his age twenty I thought, years ago. I thought, I thought he was like in his late fifties, maybe. Maybe, like 50, maybe sixty five years old. It looks like sixty five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my only wrestling question, and then we can move on to uh, the, the other stuff with the plan stuff. Okay. My only wrestling question is why did the <laughs> stop why, there? Why did why? the Hardy Boys? Opt for a cage match. It's like their signature Extreme Rules match, a cage match. To me, that like, like they have to be for for a stunt. Well, I mean, see, a, a Jeff see. is obviously flipping off the cage. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's gonna be a big stunt by and Jeff. I guess too much ladder stuff. They don't want to saturate the ladder stuff. Or like, uh, I guess. I mean, I think that, I think I think there's yeah booking booking wise. SmackDown has an entire pay per view based around ladder matches. Yeah, exactly. In like, yeah. Very soon. So they don't want to detract from that because now there's also it would too. It would detract from that. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And they're going to do the insane spots. I think that there's like a cage match is like just a bit of a twist because we all saw a ladder match coming. And I mean, like it's 
Yeah, I don't know. He's going to flip off the cage instead of flipping yeah. off a ladder. It's going to be... Yeah, exactly. Walter's doing the, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> the, the, the Hardy Boys. Jeff Hardy, yeah, is my and, favorite. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, Jeff, I mean, yeah. like, it also... I do it just to upset my wife. <laughs> also, to me, as, like, the, the, the meta reading outside the lines, I was like, a cage match is a more, like, quote-unquote, like... The Broken Hardys would opt for a cage match over a ladder match because yeah, they're, like, they're anti-spot monkey and they're anti-whatever. But, like, the idea of locking people in a cage would be more... It's not looking good for that, eh? I know, right? There's, there's I mean, uh, you've seen on Twitter, you know, the, 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 the feud between... Yeah, but, like... Between uh, yeah. the guy from TNA uh, yeah, yeah. and and and, uh, and both Matt uh, and uh, River Sky. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what WWE will be... Uh, We'll actually do in this, well, but I mean, it, 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 it doesn't look uh, like it's going to be easy for uh, any of them to uh, to 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 settle this. Do you I, think they could do like a modified version of it, or do you think they would have to do the original version, like like the thing that people modified were version? They would get sued. Yeah, they, they they would say that it you know it was inspired from yeah. from the gimmick, you know. So my yeah my my whole I guess ish. Not issue, but I was like, you don't think that the, like the WWE, I feel, could like pay out what TN or not TNA, which Impact Wrestling makes in a year. Pretty much, they would just like take the hit, and I feel like own the gimmick, you know? Like, well, I guess there's there's two things. Either WWE really, really, I mean, if WWE wants to have the broken Artie's gimmick, yeah. I mean, yeah, they could afford it. It's no problem. Or, but which they seem to because they're booking House of Horror matches. Or if the Ardies are really asking for it, like you know, we really want to do this. Yeah. Can you meet up, meet us, you know, halfway in this, or you know, but but there's something to be done there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, if all the parties involved really want that gimmick to be in WWE. Yeah. Maybe the TNA guy, maybe he's right. Maybe WWE is not really interested in it. Yeah, I don't know. You well, know, I think it depends on the kind of run they want to give the Hardys. If yeah, exactly. If they're just doing, if they're just doing a nostalgia run like the Dudleys, it doesn't really that, matter. They don't need the broken gimmick. Exactly, exactly. Right. Which would be a mistake. It would I be think. such a mistake because they did a mistake with the Dudleys. You know, yeah. I would have used Bubba uh, Bully Ray. You know, yeah. and and don't even call him Bully Ray if you don't want to have no, a call wrestler him, call have, him just Bully. Give, just give Bubba just, Ray a single run and have just him. give him his heel gimmick yeah. he had as Bully Ray and call him Bubba Ray. It's no problem. Yeah, yeah. Because that know, character wasn't. There weren't really defining traits about that character. Wasn't the reason the only reason he was called Bubba Ray? But the only reason he was called Bully Ray was because he couldn't be called Bubba Ray. Right? Was that not part of the reason? I think. Yeah, because he couldn't. He couldn't be called Bubba Ray in, w, in, uh, in TNA. No, exactly. So I think Bully Ray was just like a substitute. Oh for yeah, Bubba. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But just give him his heel gimmick. Yeah. We don't care what he's called, you know. Yeah, well, but he was. He would. He would have been an effective big heel with yeah. experience, you know. Who, who, who could have, you know, uh, could have been a good mid card heel, you know. That's it. I think that's. I mean, if you look at like historically, the what uh, Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall kind of had to deal with basically he had to drop the accent but like the character stayed the same right? yeah that, yeah like when they ish, went, ish. It, it, very but, very but similar. i mean i mean they could have just called him bubba ray and you act- know hey you're heel now that's yeah. it you know the, there was nothing there weren't there, like defining like no, character traits to bubba no ray. exactly just a, a him being a heel exactly yeah. he's a heel who can talk that's yeah. it you know and bubba I mean, ray could always talk. he hit people right. with a ball peen hammer also also he had a he had a he had a signature 
signature. But, but maybe there's stuff that you have not done that you only did in TNA. Yeah. But but you know a heel is a heel. You know yeah. TNA or WWE don't have any trademarks on you know Being how to be guy. a heel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. So Keith, I'm pretty sure you had some points on the agenda you wanted to get mm. to here. You talked. You, you you ran One a couple. One thing we things didn't talk me. about in the first episode, and I just kind of wanted to to circle back on was the fact that we all watched WrestleMania. Yeah. And we all saw what really. I feel was Undertaker retiring. Uh, I mean, I guess. What, what in all likelihood? Oh, I mean, no, no, like, it, it, is. All likelihood. it is. It is. It is. It but is. I mean, like, the, we, barring an official retirement. Uh, and I was just. Anyway, I, yeah. I was wondering if, A, what you thought. Like I said, I think we can all kind of agree that the match was not perfect, largely no. probably because of Taker's body giving yep. out. And I think that was a big case of. I don't know. Uh, one, I guess that's my first question about the Undertaker match was. Um, like, do why did that match happen, and why did he not retire sooner? Like, do you think it was a case of him really wanting to have that epic match and then just maybe pushing himself a little beyond where his body could go? I guess it was just not ready for it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you mean... You, but could you, he even get ready with his hip and stuff? Well, he was in better shape last year than he was this year. Um, but he had a surgery in between last year and this year, yes. right? So, but I mean, you know, it's it's. I guess it's it's hard, you know, for someone like Taker who wrestled all his life yeah. to come, you know, to the point of saying, "Hey, you know, this is going to be my last match." Yeah, and I mean, and, I, and you probably have an image in your head of what your last match is. And yeah, you're never gonna like, and if you've had a career as good as Undertaker, what was it like live? Seeing it live there, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Did people seem disappointed people, people, with how it went down? People were debating, you know, uh, should have, you know, it, it was the main event. Maybe, you know, it should have not been. Uh, I think I think it would have, like, just taken all the air out of the arena. If you I mean, it yeah. Went I mean, anywhere before the last. I mean, you know? I mean, before before the show, it was like, hey, you know, this shouldn't be the main event. But at the same time, if it is, and if Taker is really retiring, I'm fine with this. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, he yeah. deserves that spot. Well, like, his... Leaving his gear in the ring was that the real, was the real main event. That was like, that yeah. was that was the real main event. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and you know, live. I mean, the moment was you know, it, it was a very long show, guys. You know, and yeah. I was. <laughs> you don't I mean, say. I was. <laughs> I was there. I was there since four thirty in the <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, so that's seven and a half hours. Seven and a half hours. Yeah. So, you know, it was maybe not optimal, the, the reaction that <clears throat> that he got. But still, you know, you could feel there was something going yeah. on. You How know? much did you spend on concessions? Not much. Not much? <laughs> not much, actually. Was it accessible? Uh, yes. From where you were? How many yeah. times did you go to the bathroom? You have weird questions, <laughs> Walter. Seven and a half yeah. hours. Come on. My Seven questions are about wrestling and stuff. His questions are about the. It's bat. the first have, thing everybody thinks of. I can't. I'm very good at this. I can actually do Montreal, New York without stopping no one. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm impressive. very good at this. And I'm gonna drink. You know, I'm gonna drink. Well, obviously not beer. But you know, I'm gonna drink water, Gatorade, whatever, and I will stop only when I get to New York. You can do that on one tank of gas too. Um. Yeah, if I'm full of gas when I leave, yeah. But yeah. that's besides the point. <laughs> God damn it, Walter. But but I mean that's I mean take, Taker was I mean th- th- you could feel there was something you know people were like wow you know this is really the last match and, and we'll all remember this yeah. just, just for that fact yeah. that you know 20 years from now 
I will still be able to say, hey, you know what? I was there when Taker retired. Yeah. And I will have that memory of, of, you know, him leaving his gloves and his, uh, and his hat and, and, and his, his jacket in the middle of the ring. And we're like, wow, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's to me the best character that WWE has ever invented, yeah, has ever no, created. Sure. Um, I mean, Hulk Hogan didn't, yeah, I mean, didn't, didn't get created in WWE. Yeah, exactly. There was something that was already going on with AWA, you know, at the time. And they kind of like latched on. And, to and it. yeah, exactly. But Taker, he was not doing a similar gimmick. When he was working down in Texas or yeah. in WCW, he's just kind of like a g- generic big man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Me, and, Mark Callis, yeah, me and, Mark and Callis. stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, and it was so, so like, so I mean, that wasn't a character that was so important, and that's you know one of the fews, probably with Shawn Michaels, who never left WWE. Yeah, exactly. For you know WCW at the time they were in war, mm-hmm. uh, or for TNA in in later years. Yeah. So so I mean company he was oh through. yeah company man, uh, locker room leader. Yeah. Uh, and I mean he, he's taker. You know he had so many great matches, uh, and, and there's also, so many memories like- throughout. I mean I mean I was contacted. It, to me that says it all. The next day after WrestleMania, I was contacted by 98.5 FM, right. which is the big French yeah. talk radio yeah. in Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the four at 5 p.m. with the big, you know, show at 5 p.m. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Got a pat on today. Well, yeah, to talk, not to talk about WrestleMania, to talk yeah. about Wrestle, Undertaker's yeah. retiring. Yeah. So to me, that said it all. How important and how big uh, and how known Taker, you know, is. Wait, did you take other... calls? Did you take calls from the listeners? No. No. Yeah. No. How many times was... did you go to the bathroom while you were there? God damn it. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because that was one of the other things. <laughs> you one have a fixation th- on this, yeah. man. One of the other things that, that I was, uh, that I was like, someone, someone just kind of mentioned me in passing and I was like, oh shit, that's true. Is it was like, the other thing about Undertaker and like just his legacy on the whole is like, more or less, like other than like the weird little story here and there, like devoid of any controversy. Strip clubs. Yeah, but I mean, but that's not a controversy. Nah. Man, love the strip clubs. Yeah, strip but clubs. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's not strip a con. Clubs. Like you know, like, like he was never really tied to any like drugs. No. Never tied to any like illegitimate children. Never strip clubs. Never a sex strippers. tape that leaves. Jenna Jameson. Huh? Jenna Jameson. Well, but that's that's his choice of women in strip clubs is not exactly. a controversy. Man. No, it's not a controversy. Yeah, well, exactly. That's just long? him living the star life. Like, but like that's it. You're like, but mostly. Also, I feel like if anybody does have dirt on him, they're just no one's gonna say it. Like, <laughs> like, like, Mark Calloway's like, like, shut your mouth. You <laughs> you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like in a way, it's like probably. I mean, if you think of like the major, like, oh, he, like he's the major, one of the all-time greats. Yeah, but that's the thing. But like also, but like the major figures of like the '90s yeah. wrestling. I mean, you had yeah, yeah, Brett openly yeah. admitting. That he was like cheating on his wife. Tons of people doing drugs. I mean, Tons he was not. Like, he didn't become born again, you know, like 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 Sean, you know, yeah, well, became or, or I mean, Ted DiBiase or, or died. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, you know, you're right. Yeah. You know, he, 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 you know, he pretty much kept himself out of all that, you know, controversies yeah. and and all that. And uh, maybe that's why you know he's so well remembered as well. You yeah. know, the, the, that's and a good the, point. You hear, like we said, outside of the ring in the locker room, super yeah. well respected, or whatever. And I think a lot of that kind of like strip clubs <laughs> seeped into uh, his character. How many times do the bathrooms at the strip club? No, no. How many? Ta- 
How many times do you go to the bathroom? I go to the bathroom when you're at the strip club. I don't know. Is that a trick question? I don't know. I feel like it depends on your answer. We shouldn't go there. I feel like I don't. I you know. Are you going for like business or pleasure? You know, you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> my follow up question to that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it sounded. I mean, it was great. Like that that moment of him leaving behind the the hat, the jacket, the gloves, all yeah. that. That was like made up for the ma- fact, and like almost like replaced the match in my memory. Like I was like, yeah, Taker had a last match. He, it wasn't. It wasn't really good. Yeah. But. The moment was great. Yeah, exactly. And Which, that's a moment we'll be remember, you know, we'll be remembering, you know, for a long, long time. Yeah. So it was just like a, a build up to that moment, yeah. which was I thought great. And then I said my other question was, I was like, historically, I was kind of racking my brain. I mean, there's been a lot of retirement matches that haven't stuck, <laughs> like, but just retirement matches in general. If any of them, like, the only one that really Sean, Sean. And I mean, I mean Rick, like, Ric Flair was awesome. But if then it he didn't would really have retire. Been, it we, would have been, but it was his WWE retirement. Let's call it this way. Did he, he never wrestled the WWE after that? No. Okay, so he only went to the, the did the little TNA, TNA run. And yeah, and he didn't really wrestle a lot in yeah, TNA, yeah, yeah. but still he did. What are we talking about here? Rick oh, Flair. Oh, so after Rick he, Flair, I'm did sorry, the, I love you. Oh, yeah. and he wrestled after that. He wrestled. Yeah. TNA? He wrestled yeah. for oh, TNA. God. Yeah, but yeah. but Sean and Sean was like, I mean, he, he, he never. Wa- I mean, if. He would have wanted to. He could have wrestled Daniel Bryan back, you know, a few yeah. years. Fans keep booking him against AJ Styles. A- exactly. <laughs> Can we talk so, about that thing where you said now Keith was saying something about Shawn Michaels having, like, a, a non-televised retirement match here? Remember, were you, were you not telling oh, me about this? Yeah. You, maybe you know about this. So, apparently, Michaels had a match after his retirement as a dark match. Possibly even here, even here in That's Montreal. That's what you were telling me. Is this is this a, is this a thing? No, I need to, no. I need to double check. Hang on. You I, told me this. He's I talking will, about retirement matches, and I'm going to look up, okay. up an outlandish Cause, cause account. That doesn't ring a bell. And yeah. Michael was always uh, in interviews. You always made pride of himself not wrestling after that match because of Ric Flair, actually. Because okay. you know, to him, Flair was the perfect retirement, and still he wrestled after. And I think that Michaels really didn't want to do I the almost, same. The I almost same thing. didn't even realize until right now that Flair actually wrestled after yeah. that. I didn't well, realize yeah, he that. Like, how to. much he had to, not a lot, not a but, ton, not but a ton. he had to because you know it, 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 his his divorce was, was, money. was, yeah, was costing brutal, too much. Yeah. M and Hogan, I mean, divorces were like their biggest enemies, you know. So. Uh, and they both divorced at the same time or, you know, approximately. So they both went back to wrestling because of that. So, I mean, um, but, but take her the way it was done. It's probably, but, but like Sean and like Flair, you know, even if Flair wasn't his real retirement, it was actually his WWE's retirement. Yeah. It was, it was still a moment that we all remember, you know? Yeah, we can. And, I was going to say, and it's not always years. everyone who gets the chance to have a retirement match. You know, and I'm thinking here of an old school guy, okay. but still, you know, it's a story I really know well because I, I wrote a book about it. But Mad Dog Vachon, right. because of his injury, I mean, he had a retirement match. He, he already, I mean, actually, he had a retirement match, but because of his injury, he actually was never able to go back in the ring. So, because I mean. We all know that retirement matches usually they're bullshit. They're, I mean, they're bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or not maybe not a gimmick, but guys will always, you know, come back a few years. Oh, and actually, after. Look, we're good, we're like, Mad Dog, do Mad Dog was not able to come back because of his leg injury. So you never know if he would have come back or not. But there's other guys who never had those 
those last match, you know? And, and, or if it was a last match, it was not celebrated as a retirement match. So the fact that Taker it was not announced in advance, I actually like that because, you know, people would have known the end result ahead, ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he actually left all this stuff. Yeah. You know, that you, was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You don't, you don't need to call it before. Yeah. For the moment to be great. And, and Taker is a proof of that. On a local level, uh, what do you think about the the return of Bucks Belmar after after there was well, se- seemingly retirement there, or like there was, a, or at least a retirement? Well, well, Bucks, in, within Bucks Battle never War. used the word retirement. I think I did because the way the way he explained it to me, I mean, well, I was there on the night of Battle War when yeah. when he made his exit, and exactly. it, it seemed like it. You know, it seemed like it was really over with. Yeah, uh, but. The thing, lucky for, I mean, good for him, his injury was not as severe as he thought right. it would right. be at first. So from then, he never used the word retirement because he knew he would come back, but he would just need time to heal. So, so I mean, that's that's great because Bucks is a great performer. He's great, yeah. I mean, honestly, Bucks has a chance to do something that nobody ever done is to be in the top 10 of the best wrestlers of the year and probably in the top three, if not winning it, uh, as far as personalities of the year. Uh, I mean, uh, non-wrestler of the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because of his, you know, reenouncing at Battle War, which is, he's great yeah. at. And that's clearly going to, br- you know, going to bring him to a match, you know, because, you know, he, he's starting to have some issues yeah. with uh, Travis Toxic. Mm-hmm. And that's going to lead to a match. But, but, you know, we're mid-year now and he's been announcing the promotion for six months and, uh, probably for a few more months at least. So he, he could have that, 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 that record, if you want to call it that way, that, you know, being one of the best wrestler and yeah. one of the best non-wrestler. Well, so, I mean, I mean always, he's a great character yeah. and, you know, I, I really like Box. So. I've always, like, I mean, outside of obviously, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, just like watching the Montreal local scene, I was like, Bucks has always been like to me the next guy who potentially could make it like even bigger. Like just as a as a fan, yeah. Like just if you look at if you look at the crew and the guys, you're like, he's like big enough, has the not super big, but like big enough, has the personality, has like a unique enough style, has like a bunch of things that I'm like, you look at him and you're like, oh, I could see him going if if the stars align. Going very far, of, yeah. like of but the local guys. I, I would probably put Mike Bailey ahead of him. Okay, yeah. Because because Bailey, I mean, well, Bailey's Bailey just had that, already, that big spotlight in the uh, the no in the uh, in, in WCCW uh, match that happened. He he was um, he faced off. I, I don't even know who he faced off against. The Canadian guy, Jimmy Corderas, was the ref. It was a yeah. WCCW match. It was just like it just happened a few days ago, and like so he's like yeah, coming back terrible. up. Oh yeah, but Mike I mean, Bailey I, mean, and Bucks, I, sp- I would say. I mean, I spoke with Mike. Um, a week ago, right? And and because you know we all know he's banned from going to the United right. States, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it would be—I mean, it, it would be really uh, a mess for him to go back to the states in the sense that he needs to be uh, sponsored by a promotion. Then, w- and the promotion needs to pay for a, a like permit, a, visa, yeah, yeah. A, a temporary visa, like 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 Kevin and and Sammy had when they were on the Indies, yeah. Uh, and then that would, it would cost Bailey seven to eight hundred dollars, I think, to actually, 
you know, just cross the borders. And every time he would cross the borders, like the same that it would cost wow. him the same fee. Holy shit. So, so that's, that's really complicated, you know? Right. Um, at the same time, he's wrestling in Germany. Yeah. Anglin. He's almost, a, I mean, he's a regular for DDT now in Japan. And, you know, himself told me that he improved so much in the last six months. And, right. and, and, I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, if just you're, just, a, yeah. If you don't improve by wrestling in Japan and in England, I mean, just give up. You'll never, you'll <laughs> yeah. never make it in this business. Plus, England's in like a whole new renaissance and, and right I, now. And I wrestle, yeah, exactly. And I saw him wrestle in NSPW, uh, well, close to two weeks now ago against Matt Angel. Yeah. And that's, if, if it's not the best match I've seen, uh, on the local scene this year, it's maybe, I mean, the second best match I've seen. Mm-hmm. And, and the first match is another match with Bailey, Bailey and Frankie the Mobster at Battle War, uh, two months ago. But, but I mean, his match with Angel was, to me, was maybe even better because he was actually right. Bailey improved a lot. I could see it in the ring. Well, and, yeah. I, and I mean, and I guess if listeners are not familiar with Mike Bailey, that wasn't like, it wasn't like he was bad by any means. Oh, he was no. one of the best stars. But, like but, we, but he, he, he was, it was ma- like sometimes, an improvement upon really good. It was, it was missing some psychology. That's always the last thing that people will actually truly get. Yeah. And you'll get psychology and how to pace a match and how to work a match right. to get the maximum, the optimal reaction from the crowd. You'll get that psychology working in England and in Japan. Right. So he really, really improved. And to his own account, he improved a lot. He's not, he told me he was not the same wrestler he, he used to be six months ago. And, and I think, you know, that's really too bad that he kind of go that easily in the States. Because, you yeah. know, he, he, he would be an XT bound, I think. And, and, when when his ban will be over with, it'll be thirty years old, which is right now. I mean, the way WWE hires, you know, it's it's new people. Yeah, the it's right less, age. It's less old than it used to be. Exactly. <laughs> like, it used to be. It used to be the limit. Now yeah. it's exactly the average age that they're hiring. They're yeah. at least the men wrestlers. You yeah. know. So, so my, yeah. uh, I mean, that, that that kind of when you talk about Bailey, I guess like working Japan. And working in England and gaining his ring psychology. That branches into the next thing that I actually did want to bring up in the pre-topic was Randy Orton kind of shitting on the indies in general. And I mean, and I think that, I think that that's the, I mean, obviously I have no idea who, what Randy Orton was thinking when he tweeted that. You remember the rough? Yeah, duh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what yeah. was the exact connotation of the, the, the exact quote of the tweet, if you remember? That's, I think Pat Maybe knows. Pat might remember. No. Either way, but it was just, it was something, something along the lines of just, like, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's a reiteration of the flippy shit argument. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, and that's obviously, I think, without, <laughs> he didn't come off as very well spoken. It was the dot, dot, dot dive. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. exactly. And, and, and he had, he had some, some support, you know, from old school guys. Like, I mean, like Rip Rogers who yeah. used to train at OVW. I think and, his, like and that's, I the, that's the tweet that really made me laugh where, <laughs> you know, I think Rip Rogers who said something like, you know, matches nowadays, you know, it's like, uh, uh, it was just, you know, with just a few words explaining how a match is now being worked, you know, like, uh, 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 spot, 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 no sell, no sell, dive, dive, no sell, spot, yeah. spot. And, and one of the, uh, one of the young bugs said, Hey, that looked like a great match, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I mean, but, but it's a generation thing, well, you know? Exactly. But I think, I mean, my, my reading of that, I mean, like, obviously I, I, I don't 
necessarily agree with what Randy Orton was trying to say, but my reading of that was the one thing that I feel that a lot of indie promotions miss, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that they are young things, is not the, – the problem isn't the flips. The problem is, like, to your point, the psychology, yeah. which is you have a lot of very athletic, really good guys. I was like, you can have a complete spot fest and still have great ring psychology. They aren't – they aren't mutually ex- exclusive. I agree, you know? and, and the psychology has also changed, yeah. and the, the way to present pro wrestling has also changed. Yeah. You know, I've seen a match in, in uh, during Mania weekend, mm-hmm. uh, Mania week, I should say, Mania um, month. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Team Ricochet against Team Osprey. Yeah, like you rest- talk about that. I, I talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that is, I mean. Uh, a purist or old school guy would look at this and just shit on it because <laughs> he couldn't see the psychology on this match. Yeah. But it was the right match in front of the right crowd and it was different than what you see. And it, it, I mean, the, it's a generational thing in the sense that every generation thought that the new guys were going too fast and doing too Many big moves yeah. and and not selling enough and and all that. I mean, Rick Flair and Rick Steamboat once was seen, you know, that that feud was seen as two guys who were working too fast and and not selling enough. Yeah, they and I mean and by many, the many, generation yeah. before them, and now these it, guys are seen like like legends and like matches, you know, like that that will you know if you want to learn about psychology you need to watch that match yeah. but as it was happening the generation before them didn't see it the same way yeah. that goes back a hundred years it, it's it, it's always and it's not only in wrestling yeah. it's in music it's in it's in tv it's in everything well, yeah for sure i mean like you watch like what would like that's haunt- too much man that's too much well i mean like uh someone i'm not even, what i can't remember if it was the same year or whatever but it was like around the same time Someone talked about uh, Steamboat and Savage, WrestleMania 3, yep. is around the same time that, like, Die Hard came out. Yep. Like, it's in the same thing. And they were like, and it did, like, it did to wrestling what Die Hard did to action movies, which was just, like, turning it up. You yeah. know? Like, just, like. And, and, and you don't know what the business will look like 20 years from yeah. now. I'm sure there know? are tons of people watching action movies, watching Die Hard being like, there's too much. There's too Exa- many explosions. E- exactly. Too exciting. Exactly. You know? And like, now this movie is seen as like a can't miss movie. Yeah, you know, exactly. you, you haven't watched Die Hard, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's like, and, and, and the other part of, of Orton's, and, and maybe that's the part I really didn't like is that he tried to justify himself or comparing himself to the indie guys saying, oh, you know what? You know, I made more money. You know, I drew people and all that. Yeah. But, but that's the worst well, argument to have because Orton is in WWE since 2003. Uh, 2003. Yeah. At a time and, and the past 10 or 15 years, I mean, the, the, there, there's very, very a small percentage of guys. I mean, there's John Cena who actually draw people. Yeah. The, I mean, the brand is so strong. They, 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 they sell out WrestleMania without even announcing one single match. Yeah. Randy Orton, to me, there's a lot of guys that, I mean, there's not, besides John Cena who has proven that himself could change uh, the numbers as right. far as, 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 uh, uh, ratings or house show numbers. But most of the top stars from the past 15 or let's say at least 10 years, yeah. 
they were not moving numbers. The brand is. Yeah. You know, it's not like back in the uh, 70s where Bruno Sammartino yeah, was. Yeah, out the garden. Yeah, when, like. when, you know, when Old Kogan was selling out everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean, and you can even, like, I was like, that the, when you said that, like, when Randy Orton's defense was, I made more money. I was yeah. like, I was like, Hulk, Hulk Hogan made more money than anyone, and you can't necessarily ever sit there and tell me he was the best wrestler. No, anymore. and I mean, right? making more money—that's only normal. He's working for the biggest promotion in the world. Yeah, you know, it, it's in that, worth, like a number it's, two, number three spot it, the whole time. Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, um, and to me, that was like comparing apples and and, and oranges. You know, you, you cannot just. Compare WWE with any indie promotion, yeah. saying, "Hey, you know what? I made more money than you." Of course, like, you well, did. I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of WWE wrestlers have made more money than AJ Styles, and I don't think anybody yeah. could like really sit there and argue that AJ Styles wasn't one of the best his entire career. You know, so like, so, so I mean, at the end of all this, you know, Randy Orton, I, I don't know, you know, he, he took a shot on the indies, and and <laughs> you know, that's it. You know, I don't know what, I don't know why you really did that. Uh, but it's just a generational thing to me, and 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 maybe we'll turn into this in twenty years from now. Maybe we'll watch matches saying, "Oh, you know what? Wow, it was so much better twenty years from now." Talking about twenty seventeen, yeah. I hope I won't become one of those. I I think that you know I'm adapting myself right. to the new styles of pro wrestling, and I'm open to all that. And open to, to the, 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 the Ospreys and the Ricochet. And, and it's not true that someone is killing the business right now. That's, no. to me, killing the business is putting someone in the ring who's not trained, who, who will, you know, uh, be dangerous to his, you know, to his opponents or teammates. Or like a reliance on just, like celebrity wrestlers, like, so, like celebrities, like putting celebrities in the ring almost, like. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too fond of that as well. Yeah. But to me, you know, just, but, 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 but it's different in the sense that he is known as a celebrity who's not, it's, it's like a manager, you know, uh, Bobby Enon, uh, didn't bump as, I mean, a, ma- a manager in wrestling usually should not bump as a wrestler because he's not supposed to be a wrestler. Are you, are you, are you saying David Arquette should have never been champion? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but I mean, that, David Arquette have never been a champion, but did I did I hate having Karl Malone or Dennis Rodman in the ring? Not necessarily. No, I didn't hate David Arquette in the ring. <laughs> I know exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, so, yeah. so, but, but to me, having someone that you are showcasing as a pro wrestler not being trained, and you don't really see that in WWE, but yeah. you see that a lot on the indies. You know, you're putting guys too fast in the ring and they're botching move and they're just, to me, that's someone who will kill the business because he's exposing. It's like having a, an actor and, you know, in a, in a, in a, uh, in a play that doesn't know his lines and that, yeah. you know, is, is just a very, very bad actor. Yeah. I mean, you won't enjoy the play and you will say, Hey, that's just bullshit. You know, you, you won't. You want them to tell you the story and you want to be able to get into the story. Yeah. If, you know, the wrestler don't do, doesn't do that, he's not doing his job. So to me, it doesn't matter who you're putting there as long as, you know, he's not 
uh, that he's you know he knows what he's doing and he's doing it in front of the the right crowd. Yeah. So so for me, not selling selling uh, the new style versus the old style, it, it's just BS to me. Because I mean. Some people will like it. Some people won't. Some people will like Randy Orton. Some people won't. Some people like old school. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's. I mean, there, there's there's a ton of movies coming out every year. Yeah. But will you like them all? No. Of course not. But well, it's still a Hollywood production. You know, with a script, with act, with real actors, with special effects, with a story that they're selling you. And you'll like some, you'll hate some, you won't mind about some. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with wrestling. There's so many fans out there, and I think there's, you know, a right style for a right crowd. Well, one of my favorite, uh, I mean, A, they benefited a lot from the crowds, and B, just I absolutely adored the match to pretty much start to finish. Uh, at Backlash, uh, I was going to say Febreze, Breezango. Breezango yeah. versus the Usos at Backlash was, I think, my favorite WWE match I think that's happened between since we last talked and wow. right now. Okay. And, uh, like, I thought the, the, the comedy stuff was executed. I, I, bet, and was, just, I thought just it was for, very Just yeah. for the reasons of the fact that I was like, it was a comedy match where the comedy wrestlers were not like – like automatically discounted as competitors, which I thought was like yeah, so okay, so hard it. so hard to pull off, and so rare that yeah. you see like a comedy like they would flip from comedy, and like the Usos I thought did a great job of like playing the heels getting frustrated, mm-hmm. like and they had it within their abilities to like squash them, but like were so frustrated that they kind of couldn't, yeah. and I was just like it was to me probably the most interesting thing I think in the last month that WWE has done. Obviously not the most like technically talented, obviously not the best but I was like, I was like the fact that they had that match and they pulled it off and that Chicago was like eating it up as fans like just like cheering for the janitor cheering for the grandma with Breeze doing his slow rolling in the thing. I was like oh this is like, WWE remembers that there can be comedy matches that are not just like people dropping their pants and running around or whatever. So like from that when you talk about like different matches for different audiences i was legitimate i i would say for what wwe brands as like comedy probably the like funniest comedy wrestling i've seen probably since anything santino's done definitely i think and like because santino was the other guy who had that someone was i was reading online about how protected the cobra was which was always like to me an important part of the comedy match was that like as silly and goofy as santino was if he hit the cobra he could get three, you know, yeah. like which was always I thought important. You're like, there's this complete buffoon in the crowd, like in the audio, uh, in the ring. But if he hits the cobra, he could win any match potentially. So when you talk about different, I guess like different brands and different yeah. styles of matches, I thought that one kind of stuck out to me as like WWE doing something a little bit more interesting than they usually are. And in general, I think with Breezango are kind of doing something more interesting than they usually do. Like. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't have much hope for them. Yeah, uh, no, no, they're, for sure. They're taking, you know, like, like others did before, like, like, like New uh, Day a lot. Oh like, yeah, yeah, or like Damien Sandow did with The Miz. You know, he took it took a shitty gimmick and turned it into something that actually work or right. kind of work. You know, so yeah. So uh, my other, I guess, as we come what, towards, what, what, what are we doing on time? Forty five minutes. Okay. We're gonna. I, well, I want to talk to you about what. Uh, I guess we can ask Walter and then Pat. Walter, what was your uh, favorite match that you saw in the last month? 
Oh, for hundred uh, percent the uh, and I didn't Ty- see Tyler Bate. Uh, Tyler Bate beat Dune. <laughs> yeah, beat Dune. I mean, Dune, Dune, Dune. I always say it wrong. Dune, 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 Dune. Pete Dunn. Dunn, Dune. Dunn. Dune. I said Dunn. Okay. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. But the, I'm French-Canadian, so what yeah, do I know? That's, yeah. No, you know a lot of I things, Pat. I did not Pat see NXT Chicago. But yeah, the, and um, also, my, my previous statement hinges on the fact that I'm going to count WWE and NXT as different. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. Because NXT was, Chicago happened, and, and like by all accounts, was the best. That was my favorite thing of the last month. The uh, the the, sec, like the championship match in NXT Chicago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pete Dunn mean, and uh, it, I have to agree was amazing. With this. It was amazing. Yeah. It was it was a really really great match. Mm-hmm. Um, Shit looked brutal in that match. Huh? The, 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 all, like all the spots looked brutal. Yeah. Like uh, I, I did like that match a lot. Um, well, I, I spoke about it. The Bailey and Matt Angel on the indie scene was right. like a heck of a match. Uh, and, um, I did like a lot, uh, Owens and Styles at Backlash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. even with the finish, you know, cause that's only the first of probably yeah. many matches. I didn't mind you, the you, finish. You don't, you don't want to give it all, you know, so. Yeah. I so, said, I didn't mind the finish, especially heading into Money in the Bank. Yep. Because of the fact that, like, you know, there's kind of a mini holding pattern while, like, the fuse all get exactly. mixed up and you throw a bunch of guys into the one ring. And I was like, it, it I put put over Owens as a heel, like taking taking the dirty win. It saved AJ from eating a pin, yep. and I mean, like I guess the to right me, it delivered way more than Nakamura and Zettler. Yeah, oh yeah. And again, that's probably just the first of maybe a few more matches, but yep. still. Uh, and 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 just to go back to Pete Dunn, uh, oh, you he's know, coming. yeah, he's coming. He's coming yeah, to, that, to, yeah. to Quebec. He's yeah. coming. He's going to be in Quebec City on June 16. Mm-hmm. Why is he still allowed to do indie dates? Is he not like fully contracted to WWE? No. Is that the thing? He's only, it's only like a partial contract. I, I think I think he's just not allowed maybe to do TV or stuff. Uh, but, but he can do any dates. He, he can he wants. do these, yeah. Well, I think because he's not getting enough dates from WWE for them to keep him on like exclusively, right? I'm not sure if he can. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I think it's he, he couldn't work Ring of Honor because they have TV. Yeah. Um. Well, I think when I read when I read the detail of those like partnerships between the WWE and all the the ball the British promos, I think that was basically it. Was that like? They can only wrestle TV as part of their British yeah, promotions. Exactly. And then obviously they get the call-ups to WWE all over the place, but then the rest of the time they're exactly. Not, it's like a very murky contract that they he's have. He's going to be in Quebec City on June 16 against Marco Estrada. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be two days later on Sunday on Father's Day uh, in Montreal at Bay Matsuri on uh, Ontario in the east part of, oh, uh, of town. A, that's a super cool uh, That's a destiny show, a Toronto promotion that comes to Did Montreal. Did they put the ring in the, ba- in the, in the pool? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I want to go there. I, I, I want to see that. that. That's where IWS did his uh, fifth anniversary a while back yeah. uh, with with uh, the return of uh, Sid Vicious. Cool. When when Sid, you know, team up with Pierre Carlwellet and, and did that new shit gimmick. You know, I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, you've never yeah. heard of that. I was. We were like, this is yeah. Sid. Like, that was two thousand and five, two thousand and four. 2004. Yeah, I was, and, yeah, and, uh, yeah. it was we're the fifth, fifth anniversary of the IWS. It was Sid's big return in wrestling. Cause, you know, since his broken, his, like, his, uh, his shattering leg, his leg. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was his return. He hadn't wrestled anywhere. And I didn't he know came that. back, he came back to Montreal, teaming with Pierre Carl with it. But, I mean, he did a promo that lasted forever, <laughs> talking about midgets. He had midgets with him in the ring, and he was talking about <laughs> the new shit and the new shit did and the new shit that. 
And at one point, the crowd turned against him. Oh, no. And they were just chanting. I was there. We were chanting, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the F up. Yeah. And I had one of my friends who was like, man, the way, the way I look, I'm looking at his eyes, he's not a man you really want to chant. Shut yeah. the f up right yeah, no, now! He always came off as a legit crazy person. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was just <laughs> he stabbed crazy. Arn Anderson, <laughs> right? Just crazy he stabbed person. Arn Anderson with the pair of scissors. On the same show, Kevin Steen, I believe, beat El Generico for the IWS title. Fun. And that was on the same show. But but that Good was at, that was at Bay Matsir, huh? Good show. Yeah, that was at Bay Matsir. <laughs> we can sit on uh, watch Steen and, and, and Destiny is a Toronto promotion that. We don't really know here in Quebec. It's not Smash, you know, that we always hear about. Yeah. The only publicity I've seen is on Facebook. It's on Father's Day at 5 p.m. I don't know how much of a crowd they're going to get. Strange. Yeah, it's it's little... kind of strange. Yeah. Um, Quebec City, I've, you know, they're going to have done two days before against Marco Estrada, who's a, you know, one of the best here in Quebec. Right. So, I mean, that's the match I feel I'm like Pete Dunn will probably be a pretty good draw, though. I, I hope, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was there in Quebec City when they announced it, and uh, I mean, he got he got a decent reaction. You know, people actually knew who he was, of yeah. course, because of the network and NXT yeah. and everything, right. and the UK special. So, cool. yeah, Pete done to Mont- in Montreal this month. And then, oh, and the other big news recently was IWS announced in August. So is it in August that the Bucks are coming? The to Bucks the, are coming on August fifth uh, Club, team. Club nice. Unity against TDT. The only thing about that. And maybe it won't change a single thing, but if things don't change, WWE is in town that night. That night, Ooh. WWE will be at Bell Center. Oh, that but night. that's for that. That's for is that for the unannounced pay per view? No, that's, that's for what, house show. That's for house show. Shift. Yeah. When was that announced? I announced it like two months ago. You heard it here first, kids. Hey, August. <laughs> aren't you reading what I'm? What I'm? Walter. Sorry, I was in the bathroom. Yeah, that's August. Fine. Yeah, how many bathroom yeah. breaks? How do you many bathrooms? Yeah, exactly. A lot. August so, 5th. so August fifth. If if things don't change, this is a Saturday. It's a Saturday because okay. because they were supposed to. Uh, well, why uh, would that change anything? I mean, like IWS would have their show at night. The oh, but like it would probably be a nighttime show. For it's the a WWE nighttime as well. show. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be a matinee. We don't know you if sure it wouldn't be a raw. matinee. Even uh, if it's on no, a Saturday, wouldn't no. be a matinee. Matinee usually on Sundays. Uh, yeah, so Saturday, right. Saturday, I don't know, we don't know if it's gonna be Raw or SmackDown. If it's a Raw, it's better. maybe <laughs> it's better, cause SmackDown will have Kevin oh, and Sammy. Sammy yeah. Um, but at the same time, to fill out, uh, to sell out Club Unity, IWS only need like 400 people. Right. I mean, will it really gonna change K-Fabe something? 800. What? Kayfabe 800. KFA 800, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, um, if you want to watch IWS and watch WWE, you can watch IWS on, um, you know, streaming services the next day or the, the same night. Right. But you cannot do that with WWE. So I really don't know how it's going to turn gonna out. out. I really hope that, that Manny and IWS will draw, you know, a, a decent crowd because the Young Bucks and TDT, when they wrestle against each other... Which which, which show was planned first? Which show was announced first? Well, WWE hasn't announced its house show yet. But when the schedule was released after Mania, because of that lawsuit they need to do, to do you know, they, they, every year they do, they, there's a lawsuit for people not selling any WWE 
stuff or merchandise, you know, around the dates. Uh, there, there's something I, I cannot. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I can't really, understand. I can't understand. But you can't understand. And they release all the dates that they're planning to do. Yeah. And the next Montreal show is August 5th. They're doing Raw and SmackDown in Toronto on the Monday and Tuesday. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, it's not been announced yet by, uh, by the Fed. Uh, so, but because of that release, we, you know, it was announced, if you want to say it, quote unquote announced before IWS. Yeah. That said, uh, Manny didn't even know about it. Okay. When he booked the Young Bucks. Right. The club, Unity, I mean, and, and I understand, you know, he, he needs to deal with TDT's availabilities, with the Bucks availabilities, yeah. and with the, the venue av- uh, availability. So it's not always easy to find, you know, the right weekend. That, yeah. You know? That being said, I think that, I think, but, I, pers- I personally think that a lot of local fans, if yeah. presented with the opportunity to go see a WWE house show or go watch, like, there's 400 minimum people who would like to see the Young Bucks fight TDT. If it's not Kevin and Sammy, I totally agree. Yeah. If it's Kevin and Sammy. That gets a little dicier. That's exactly. But at the same time, I mean, people will get a heck of a match. Because when they did wrestle against each other in Quebec City a few years ago, in NSPW, the Bucks and TDT was named, you know, match of the year in Quebec. Yeah. So, and, and, and probably. But, and I see, the, I see their styles. And, and TDT are much better than they used to be. Four or five years ago when yeah. that match happened. So, I mean, it's going to be a real treat for any fans going there. Clear the there. schedules. Well, clear the schedules. But, well, clear I mean, schedules. it's a, it's we'll a big wrestling night. Do you, and, 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 do, you have, do you have any kind of scoop or word on that sort of tentative? Because there was there was in the schedule a tentative uh, Raw That was supposed to be in, that was like, supposed was to be August, August 6th. August 6th? That Toronto. was to be uh, not August 6th, August 7th, yeah. the Raw. But, uh, not, Col- not Raw, not, a, not an episode, but no, the pay-per-view was just BS. That was never true. No? Well, I don't know. But it was on the list. No, no, of all I'm, the, I'm telling you, that was BS. That was okay. never okay. on the plans. Yeah. What was supposed to be was a, a, a Raw on the Monday here in Montreal, but Coldplay is uh, uh, as two nights at the Bell Center, fucking Chris uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, eight. seven and uh, eight Chris and Martin. nine. So that because I, I and mean, Coldplay, Coldplay, when they rent a venue, they come the day before to set everything up. Yeah. So the day before is the Monday. So never raw, happening. raw was never happening in Montreal, but that was the the, the scheduled day they had for Raw. And probably when they tried to book the Bell Center, they were told, well, yeah. we can, we can, we can do that because Coldplay, you know, is already booking it. And, uh, and, and so they decided to do the, the, the Saturday Owl show then. So we're almost at the end of the hour and we're going to end the show the same way we ended the first one. We're talking. I mean, you've already obviously touched on a bunch of them, but show or what match, I guess, are you most excited for in the next month? I mean, obviously, obviously, uh, done in Estrada. Seems like oh a, yeah, done seems, seems like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an obvious choice. Oh, but yeah, are there a couple definitely. others that are on your radar? Um, Any of Bucks's? Some like Bucks is making all these return matches now, in, in different promotions. Yes, uh, in Ottawa and I would, I would. You know what? I'm really looking forward to see Owens and Nakamura next week on SmackDown. Oh, that's gonna be good. I mean, there's gonna be their first match together in WWE. 
Have they wrestled before? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. They did. Yeah, they did. Our rage. Yeah. You're right. Our rage. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. Like, it, it was great. Really, no, no, really yeah. Good I match. just remember. Yeah, it yeah. was great. So, so, so I'm looking forward to see that first match between the two of them. Um, do I have a match that I'm really looking for at Extreme Rules? Probably not. Money five, in the bank. The, the, way, the, the I think money should be okay. Yeah. Given the, the I, feel nah, like given, I don't think. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, interested. I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm not invested in the story. But b- the five uh, guys that they put in there, I feel that like story aside, finish aside, I think the match could be fun. I'm much more uh, into the five way yeah. money in the bank. Well, six, right? Because uh, six way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> six way. Uh, money in the bank. Uh, that that I want to yeah. that I want to see, you know that I don't want to. Good group of guys. That. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I would say maybe those. Minus those. Baron Corbin. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't I, mind Corbin. I would probably say you know those those three matches: Don and Estrada in Quebec City on the local scene, Kevin and Nakamura, and and the Sex Way at Money in the Bank. Cool, sick. I'm excited. You Walter, Walter what this? are you looking forward to? Same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see you above. No, I, you know. And uh, you guys uh, oh, I guess, I guess. I mean, this is. I'm, I'm far behind it as a watcher, but I mean, I just, just shout out as an Uber fan the fact that uh, Lucha Underground just came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucha Underground is back. Just came back. I'm, as in, they've been like, there's a really long hiatus between season two and three. Yeah, and so season three just kicked up. But did like did they did they dump a bunch of episodes all at once or? No, apparently there was like a scheduling thing and whatever. Why? Because like, like I saw like people like offering summaries of season three episodes. Well, th- so that's because many... they film a bunch of them in a, in a batch. But the reason it took so long for them to get together was just like contractual obligations between all the guys because all the guys can just go everywhere in the off season and like apparently yeah, there was I like. Think, I think, I think the first season of Luchan Leron was the best one mm-hmm. and that the product has not I haven't watched much of it, but, you know, from what I watch and what I hear, that the product was not, you know, the same quality yeah. as it, you know. That was it. Creatively, they wanted to tighten it up and stuff. Three like. and stuff. So, you know, we'll see. <clears throat> yeah. But apparently that was another reason why they took the long yeah. hiatus was to, like, tighten up their stuff and I think less cr- le- less um, cross-promotion, they were saying. And I'm whatever. actually looking forward for the May Young Classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to talk before or right after because probably we're going to meet, I don't know, at the end of the month yep. or early July, so maybe before, but but definitely the May Young Classic. Top priority next time because I yeah. think there'll be some really good stuff in there. It'll yeah. be, exactly. I think the May I love. I'm, I'm loving Ruby Riot, by the way. Yeah, Ruby Riot. I'm loving Ruby yeah. Riot. She has improved a lot. I mean, I've seen, you know, she used to be I.E. Lovelace on yeah. the indies. I've seen wrestle, you know, I've seen her wrestle for the past, I don't know, three or four years, maybe five. And, and she really, like... And, and like but just many characters, she's putting forward and just like she her went to Japan for a few months. All right. she, she went to Japan right. for a few weeks or a few months. When she came back, she wasn't the same wrestler. And that, and I can say that for a lot of them, Mia Yim, Jade on TNA, she wasn't the same one that you know when she came back from Japan. There's when's, a lot of when's them. When's the kickoff of the Mae Young Classic? Uh, July uh, 12 and 13 or 13 and 14. Yeah, so we should, we're probably gonna have an episode before that, but I mean, yeah, I guess that, we're that's have... that's when it. It's being taped. Yeah. I don't know when it's going to be actually shown on the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. network, but that's when it's being taped. Yeah. All right. So we definitely and, and there's the Shimmer too. Weekend right before that. Right. Uh, that'll be uh, attending. So, so. If, if not next episode, then the episode after is probably going to be an entire focus on women's wrestling. Yeah. Our July cool. episode, because this is technically our May episode. Our July episode is going to be on women's ep- women's wrestling 100 percent with between the um, Shimmer event I'm and there. the May Young Classic. Very exciting. Good. 
Thank you so much for coming and doing this again. Thank Pat. you, Pat. Always. We all made it. We all made it through Metro Smoke and terrible traffic. I don't even know where you live, but like I it's live always, in the east, uh, yeah, east part of this brutal of the city. city we're gonna try, I'm telling you, we're gonna work out a better location for this. <laughs> Thanks so much again for doing and, this. And and I mean, if if people wants to uh, want to uh, follow me on Twitter yeah. that uh, or or Facebook, it's Pat Laprad. On, on both of them, Instagram as well. And your and, website, of course. And my website, uh, QuebecWrestling.com. And uh, regular, Master 69. regular uh, French articles on Lutte.Quebec. Lutte.Quebec and QuebecWrestling.com. Yeah. Thank you He's so much, Pat. Thanks, guys. journalist. <laughs> fight for the rights of... You need to record this, you yeah, know? Yeah, 100%. He is a real wrestler. More than that, I want to see a video clip now. Yeah, exactly. I want to see a clip. Write that stuff up. Write the stuff up. Five. That's CC. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.